That was fun. That was you were fun. like, you were like this. You were going, like, I could peripheral vision. I could see you going like. And then you're. Like, half time I look, your body's doing it. <laughs> I'm like, <"Huh?" laughs> I lost it every time, man. Well, that uh, thanks was great, so much for doing that. We're in the opening night room here at Madame Tussauds. Uh, you, what do you? How, how did you feel when you first got a wax figure of yourself? I it was an honor. I mean, a wax figure. It's like you think of the queen as like a wax figure. Yeah, I, but I was honored by it. I was surprised by it. But then when I saw it, I was a little creeped out. Yeah. And, and, and they really put the work into it. They put a lot of work into it. So much so that I remember they said to me, when you get a haircut, bring us the hair. And I was like, huh? Mine, who had a, <laughs> something for my hair, uh, I don't know. We talked about this before. When you first came to New York City, uh, you told me that you were scared to leave your hotel room. I was. I stayed not, right here in Times Square, uh, Marriott Marquis Hotel. Right. And I would look out the window early in the morning, like two or three, and this was 1993. People on the streets like ants, and I was like, Mm. But all I heard about New York was, if you go outside, you're going to get robbed, you're going to get mugged, you're going to get... Yeah. I'm, so I'm from Texas, man. At the, I'm just sitting in my room. When did you first feel like a New Yorker? Uh, I first felt like a New Yorker when I was with the Giants first few year or two in the league, and Jay Glazer and I used to go to Planet Hollywood. Really? Yeah, man, we used to pull up in the car, they used to let us park up front, made you feel like a VIP. Flat in Hollywood? Yeah, then they would seat me right in the middle of the dining room with the rest of the oh. tourists. <laughs> you're on display, really, but you're like, that's it. Yeah, but I felt good, though, man. Felt like a New Yorker. You walked behind the ropes, like, yeah. Hi, everybody, how's it going? Yeah. They didn't know who I was, but they let me in. The people who knew there, who worked there, at least, made me feel good. What was your most uh, epic night in New York City? We've had uh, some. We've had some. I'm not going to discuss those, but we've had some epic nights. My most epic night, one that just blew my mind, was I went to see my friend Shelby J, who's a background singer at um, this club called um, uh, down in, in Lower East Side to watch a band called Lenard. And they had like a cover band, and she was going to sing with the band. And I get there, and they're like, Michael, your table that you usually get is um, somebody's there, but we, think you, we don't think you'll mind. So I get and sit at my table, and I sit next to... Prince. Of course. And Shelby J was the backup singer for Prince, and he came to support her. And you know, the whole time I was sitting with Prince, I was like, I'm oh, that's Prince, man. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's funny about like a wax figure. You're like gonna... looking at him going like, oh my God, is he real? Oh yeah. I'm gonna look at him and go, Purple Ray. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. It was crazy. And that that is just like New York though, because you never know what's gonna happen. You never know who you're, who you're gonna run into. And it's just, it's, it's an epic place to live, so epic stuff happens. Yeah. Uh, speaking of epic stuff, uh, November 28th, is that yeah, right? Yeah, They're retiring your jersey. Yeah. 92. Yeah. New York Giants are retiring. What's that going to feel like? What do you, what do you, what's that day going to be like? It's going to be epic. It's going to be a great moment. Uh, I, 15 years, Jimmy, I running around, getting banged up, and in the cold, in the heat, winning the Super Bowl, and I can't be happier. And I, But it's not because of me. I have so many teammates, though, who made me a better football player so that this could ever happen. Was it always 92? Was that always your number? No, I was 67. I was 67, and I looked at the newspaper. The first time I was in a newspaper here in New York, and I saw it, and I said, oh, my God, I look ugly. 67 looked awful on me. Uh, yeah, I don't and like that. And that's the number they give a dude they're going to cut. You're like, you don't, you don't laugh on a team with number 67 <laughs> as a defensive end. You just don't. <laughs> so I went to the equipment rooms, and what numbers do you have? They say, well, 92, give it to me. And I took it, and that's how I ended up with 92 because I looked awful yeah. in 67. And you, you do have an eye for style, because uh, the Michael Strahan apparel line, by the way, is crushing at Men's Warehouse. You know I wear this stuff. Uh, you, I, I do, yeah, I love it. Uh, talk about what you did for Deion Sanders 
recently. Oh for his yeah, team. I mean this was an honor too because Dion, who I love and respect, um, took over the head coaching job at Jackson State University. I went to HBCU, Texas Southern, and see him go to Jackson State in the same conference and really try to to bring you know better understanding of how life works and just to make these guys more than just football players was special. So he reached out and said, we want to look good. He said, you look good, you feel good. You feel good, you play good. You play good, they pay good. <laughs> now, <laughs> that was his motto. That's a good line. But for him, the pay good in college is not necessarily financially. It's like in your next career, in your next job, it's with football or something else. So he wanted to make sure these guys got off their bus when they go on these trips and they looked right. So we gave over 100 suits, donated over 100 suits and let him design them for his team and um big thrill brings a lot of um so cool he brings a lot of eyeballs to hbcus and we have some other teams we're helping now i i can't tell you when people ask like how is michael strahan as a like off camera i go he's as nice and cool as you as he is when he's on the show uh Thanks. and and you do so much stuff and i feel like people are gonna love this new docu about you on espn plus more than an athlete yeah. Because I, I can't wait to see it because I know you, but I don't really know you. I mean, I don't know where you came, where you started. Yeah. Everyone's got a story. But most people don't. Like, most people are surprised I went to at HBCU. Most people think that I just, you know, my life just kind of happened and I was born into this career of what I'm doing now and as a football player. None of that could be further from the truth. So more than an athlete, season two, ESPN Plus, produced by Spring Hill, which is LeBron James and Maverick Carter and my company, Smack. It goes into all that and where I came from, from from being a kid through high school when I had to come back to the States and play football for five months to get a scholarship to the pros and everything in between and how I am where I am today. But I just want it to be more of a lesson for people that you don't give up. Like things aren't always going to go in your favor. You may end up in a place you least you least expected. And I never went to school for any of this stuff I did, yeah. but I am where I need to be and where I want to be and where I was, I'm supposed to be. And that, that, it, I think the story will make people understand that, hey, things may not be perfect to how you want them right now, but just persevere, have a goal, and you can end up wherever you want to end up. Michael, we love you. I uh, wanted to end up here with you <laughs> as a wax figure. <laughs> and we did and it. We did it. <laughs> we did it. Mama, we did it. <laughs> hey.